Good morning. Thank you for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning, we're going to be back in the book of Job. We're going to be looking at Job chapter 27 and Job chapter 31. And in Job 27, uh, for several chapters now, Job's three friends have been uh, really accusing him of, of some unknown sin. They've been trying to get him to confess some sin that they believe he must have committed because why would God punish him and why would God judge him uh, if he hadn't sinned? And again, you know, they're, they're making the assumption that the difficulty that Job is facing in his life is God's judgment, and it, it's not. Uh, and again, we don't know what people are going through or why people are going through what they go through in life. We just have to be there for them and encourage them and, and try to help them get through whatever difficulty they're facing. And so they've spent several chapters accusing Job and telling Job uh, God only judges wicked people. God only punishes sinful people. And since you're being judged and since you're being punished, then surely you are a wicked person, you are a sinner, and you've got some sin that you've committed that has angered God so much that he's punishing you. And so in Job 27... Job kind of begins to answer uh, these friends. And these, these friends, they, they've stopped talking, not because they're waiting for Job to answer, but they've really, they've kind of given up on Job. They're, they're frustrated that he won't hear their you know, wisdom. He's frustrated that they won't, he won't do what they say he should do. So they kind of give up talking, and then Job answers. And look what Job says in Job 27, verses 1 through 6. It says, Moreover, Job continued his parable. And said, As God liveth, who hath taken away my judgment, and the Almighty, who hath vexed my soul, all the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. God forbid that I should justify you. Till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. My righteousness I hold fast, and I will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. In chapter 26, Job had answered them, uh, kind of praising the power of God. And in chapter 27, he, he begins almost accusing God. He's not accusing God. He's not sending that away or blaming God. But he's almost saying, you know what, I've, I've, I know where, where, what I've done. I know how I live. I know I'm righteous. And I know God is just, but it doesn't seem like God is treating me justly. And what's interesting is Job's complaint to God isn't really even about what he's going through. He's not complaining about the loss of his wealth. He's not complaining about the loss of his children. He's not complaining about the loss of his health. He's, he's complaining that God's allowing these attacks to continue. He's upset that God doesn't seem to be protecting him from these false accusations. But what he really gets to saying is that no matter what these friends of his say, or what these friends of him accuse him of, or even how they try to force him to confess some unknown sin, he's going to stay true and faithful to God. He's not going to lie by saying, well, if you say so, I'll go ahead and confess some sin I've not committed, because he knows where his, where his heart is. He knows his relationship with God. And so what he is saying is, no matter what happens, he's going to stay faithful to God. He's going to stay true to God. He's going to continue to trust God. And he's going to stay faithful to God 
no matter what. Then let's look over at chapter 31. And in chapter 31, Job, he finishes his argument that he is giving to these three friends. And even at the end of the chapter, it says, and Job left off speaking. Now, Job will speak a little bit more uh, later on in the book, mainly to God, but never as long as he does uh, in previous chapters. He doesn't give some long discourse. He just kind of gives quick answers. And so in verse 31 is his kind of closing argument to these men uh, about what he's going through and why he's going through it. And in this chapter, Job, he defends his innocence to his friends. Now, he's not defending himself to God because he knows uh, that God knows everything about him. And so, you know, he begins, he says, look, I've, I've not even committed adultery. Look at verse 1. It says, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? He goes, look, I've, I'm not guilty of lust. I have set up my life in such a way that I, I make a point not to lust. I make it hard for me to sin. He says that he's not guilty of lying. He tells them, I'm not guilty of mistreating my, my servants. You know, I don't you know, pay them less or try to skim money off the top of their salaries. I don't mistreat them or abuse them. I, I, I treat them well. He goes, I'm, I'm not even an adulterer. He goes, not only do I not lust after women, I make it a point not to even be near a woman that even anything bad could happen. He says, I treat uh, I treat other people well. I don't take advantage of the poor. I don't take advantage of the needy. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm well spoken of. I'm blameless. Now, the word blameless that he's talking about, we see in the New Testament, doesn't mean perfect because no one's perfect. Of course, Job had sin. Of course, Job sinned against God. But Job was, was very conscientious that when he did sin against God, he got right with God. He would confess it. Uh, he would make a sacrifice to God, which is what they did in that time. But he would confess his sin. He would repent of his sin. And he says, I'm blameless, which means people think, people think well of me. People speak well of me. When people think of me, they don't think of a lying, cheating, thieving, adulterer. They think of a good guy. And so that's his argument to his friends is, look, yeah, I'm not perfect. But, you know, I'm, I'm not all these things that you are accusing me of. Then look how Job finishes up in verse 35. Oh, that one would hear me. Behold, my desire is that the Almighty would answer me, and that mine adversary had written a book. Surely I would take it upon my shoulder and bind it as a crown to me. I would declare unto him the number of my steps as a prime, uh, as a prince would I go near unto him. So here's what Job ends his, his argument by saying. I know what my relationship with God is. I know where I stand with God. I'm not perfect. I'm not sinless, but I know my heart with God. I know that when I do sin, I make it a point to get right with God, to confess my sin and repent of my sin. And here's what his end of his argument is. I really don't care what you people think of me. All I care about is what God knows about me. And that should be our, our greatest desire in all the world. And again, I'm not saying that, hey, you know, only God can judge me. Well, yeah, God is going to judge you. And it's not to live our life kind of mean and hateful and, and not caring about what other people think or if we hurt other people. But what Job is teaching us is there are going to be times where you may be falsely accused. You may have people speak poorly of you because of some circumstance you're going through that has nothing to do with you. What he's teaching us is 
Don't get so hung up and bogged down in what everyone else is saying about you. Just care about what God says about you. People may say, you're, you're, you're a hypocrite. God says if you're a child of God and you're living right with Him, God says you're adopted, you're cherished in His sight. You're precious to Him. You're valued to Him. The only person that we should care about, about who thinks about us, is what God thinks about us. If you sin against God, confess it, repent of it, get right, and know that God forgives you and God chooses to never remember it again. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for our word of the day. We'll see you tomorrow as we look at a couple more chapters in the book of Job. Have a blessed day.